Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives, here on 97.5 CIOE FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you are stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There is a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Today, I'm extremely pleased to be with Grant Parr. He is a mental performance coach, a podcast host and an author. Welcome so much to the show, Grant. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm really excited to be on your show. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you here because, of course, mental performance, who doesn't want to get mental performance? Tell me a little bit about yourself, how you grew up, and how you got into dealing with mental performance. Absolutely. Well, um, I am a mental performance coach, and I actually reside in, in San Francisco, California. And I work with Olympian professional athletes, collegiate and high school athletes and coaches, and as well, I work with corporate athletes. Essentially, that's what I, I call my executives that I work with, and I work with corporations as well as far as providing mental skills training. And, and basically, you know, as a mental performance coach, you know, my whole goal is to provide the tools and processes for whatever, whatever the need is or whatever some of the goal is. So that's my, my main goal is to not only to provide the effective mental performance skills and strategies, but also to give my energy as well. Wow, that's really important. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, did you grow up in San Francisco? I did. Uh, I grew up in San Francisco or I, in the greater part of Bay Area. Uh, mm -hmm. So actually, I grew up in a small little town called San Ramon, which is about 20 minutes east of Oakland. Uh -huh. um, I've been pretty much most of my life, I have lived in, in the Bay Area, but You know, my background, um, you know, I, I was fortunate to, to be one of those athletes that I got to play everything. Uh, so I didn't specialize, and I got to play, you know, soccer and baseball and basketball, football and track. And, and I found as I got a little bit older throughout my life instead of growing up, I felt that uh, I was a pull and, and a charge to playing football. So I ended up playing football. Throughout 13 years, I was a quarterback mm -hmm. and uh, played throughout the college ranks and um, played here at a junior college in the Bay Area called Chabot Junior College and then played at Sonoma State University, which is about an hour and a half from San Francisco, and mm -hmm. then um, transferred out to Chico State to finish out my, my education and uh, then got into the workforce after that. was uh, a sales professional and a sales leader for about 17 years. What did you sell? Well, I sold... All kinds of stuff, but for the first maybe eight to ten years, I was in human capital and staffing and uh -huh. professional services. And then the last seven years, uh, I was in the data center space. So I was a, a global distributor for all the data centers. And, and I was actually fortunate because I had a lot of fun 
selling data center solutions and, and materials to companies like Facebook and LinkedIn, Salesforce. So mm -hmm. the, my, my everyday environment was, was pretty fun because I got to go into those, those type of environments. Now, that's really fascinating. And how the heck did you get into mental performance? Yes, you were an athlete, so naturally you're uh, drawn to helping athletes perform. But how did you become a mental performance coach? And how did you personally get started as that? You know, when I left football, I actually left, it was my junior year, and I was actually forced to leave the sport that I love because I had a career-ending injury to my left hip. Mm. And there is a, a, a long story of adversity that I had to deal with for about two decades with my hip. But in short, um, I had two hip replacements before I was uh, 45, or 40, oh. and I'm 45 now. And so what had happened after my first surgery when I was 36 years old from this injury, uh, I was handicapped for about almost four years from the first surgery. The surgery was fine, but my body reacted negatively to the, to the surgery. And basically there was a bone that grew in my hip that was six inches long and four inches wide. Ouch. And so what it did to me was um, I, it wouldn't allow me to walk straight. I couldn't clip my toenails. I couldn't tie my shoes. It was a, my, my spine was turning in three spots because of the way I was overcompensating my walk. Mm -hmm. So it was my life was getting really, really dark. Um, mm -hmm. It was pretty dark because I, I kind of left this, you know, I, I kind of had identity issues. Uh, I couldn't really relate to being an athlete. Um, it was hard for me to kind of talk about sports for, mm -hmm. for decades. And so when this happened, after about four years of going through a very dark, dark period, um, finally I had a doctor that kind of stepped in and, and made some decisions for me. And they were awesome. Um, and basically, we found out the, what we needed to do. And, and he like told me, hey, Grant, I don't want you to, to rush into this because no pun intended. I want you to come out of this next surgery running. Mm. I don't want any more downtime for you. I want you to like live your life. I said, okay, beautiful. What do you want me to do? He says, I want you to actually get emotionally, mentally, spiritually ready for this surgery. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, awesome. So it was at that moment that I realized that just because I had one bad leg doesn't mean the rest of my body was bad. Right. And so, and it took me that long to realize it. So I focused on everything around it. I lost weight. I got into meditation. I started getting into gratitude work, intentional work. And I got out of that second surgery and it was just that moment of really waking up. I, I, I said it out loud verbally. I said, I am back. And yeah. so when I did that, I was back. My life changed. I got everything back. And when I started to look at my life at that moment, I knew that I didn't want to be in sales in corporate America anymore. I wanted to, I wanted to re-engineer a different grant, ignite that inner warrior, that inner athlete again. And, and so as I went about a year and a half into this discovery mode of trying to look at all the things that I love that mm -hmm. you know would speak to me, that as far as finding a new job or a new occupation, I remember I was driving in my car between two sales calls and I was listening to ESPN radio and there was a, a former football player by the name of Desmond Howard and he was talking about a sports psychologist that he worked with. And when mm -hmm. as I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, what is a sports psychologist? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I probably needed one when I played. And so I went back home. I spent all night just researching 
schools and sports psychologists and realized that it was fairly new, but still there's a lot of people that have been doing it for the last mm-hmm. couple of decades. And within two months of that moment, I was enrolled into uh, a master's program, sports psychology, a master's program at JFK University. And then it's been, it's been a beautiful experience ever since then. And it's really cool that I've found my passion. I've found my purpose and I wake up every morning loving what I do. So you studied psychology and mental performance to be able to help others that were struggling like you did for years uh, and, and, and maybe even sports performance that you do now to help them perform at a higher level? Uh, absolutely. Mm. You know, and, and what I've learned from my education and some other things that I've learned over the past four or five years is that, you know, if you're a performer, regardless if you're an athlete, if you were uh, in the workforce, if you're a doctor, even if you're a house mom, mm-hmm. we all have that. We all perform duties every day. Sure. And so we all perform. So basically, as much as I work with a lot of athletes and a lot of teams and coaches, You know, at the end of the day, I work with performers because I'm, I'm helping that performer to deal with their thoughts and emotions mm-hmm. and how to align them, how to refocus them. So it, it's been kind of a nice uh, journey so far working with, I mean, I love working with athletes as part of my DNA, but just working with performers, working with actors and singers, because they all, they all deal with the same stuff, the thoughts and emotions. Yeah, and I really, uh, you know, probably that I'm a brain and mental health coach. So the term mental performance, I really like it because your brain, where your mind resides in a way, is so important to all areas on your body. How you nourish your brain with thoughts, with food, with other issues, or how you poison your brain makes a big difference for your life. And and, and you, you, you showed that beautifully in, in your story of struggle and I commend you for coming out of that and giving now back absolutely and and that's kind of been my one of my mantras is you know my, my energy is my offering and mm-hmm. you know as I've gone through this whole this whole process and getting to where I am right now I just I feel that you know we're put on this earth to share energy you know, to give and share. And, um, and that's kind of, that's kind of my philosophy. You know, obviously mm-hmm. my philosophy is to meet my clients where they're at, but it, it's, I always check my energy. I mean, even before we got on this, this interview today, I would, I checked my energy. I got my frequency right. I got into who I am in the here and now. And, and the more that I do that, I just feel like it's a gift and, um, and I'm more aware of it. And I, and I actually, I love it. I love sharing my energy. Mm. And I also love taking energy, too, because I think it's, it's, we need to do that. It's, it's part of nourishment as well. Yeah, living in a way is giving and sharing and receiving of energy. And if it's a positive energy focused on the good, I think you can really change lives with that. A hundred percent. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to have you there. And that was a wonderful story. And... Uh, As we're going in the second half, uh, we'll end the first half here on this wonderful note and we'll talk a little bit more about how you do what you do. And I know you have a podcast too, 90% Mental, and you wrote a great book. And we'll talk about all of that in the second half. All right. So please, if you're listening, tune in after the commercial break for more about Grand Par and mental performance.
Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm talking with Grant Parr, who's a mental performance coach, podcast host, and author. Welcome back, Grant. Thank you so much. And in the first half, we talked a little bit about your story, how you got into working especially with athletes, but really with everybody that needs mental performance and who doesn't. And we talked even if you want to run your finances properly, your brain, your mind has to perform. And, and, Absolutely. The, and I'd really like to talk to you a little bit about more what you do as a mental performance coach. I know you wrote a book. What was that about? And why did you bo- bo- write that? Absolutely. Mm. Tell us a little bit about the book. I think it's called The Next Up, One Up Mindset. Yeah, the uh, the book, I just released it a, a few months ago. It's called The Next One Up Mindset, How to Prepare for the Unknown. And, you know, I've been fascinated by the, the next one up or the next man up mindset. You know, when you look at sports, you find that there's been beautiful performances of people that, have been waiting on, let's just say, the sideline or have been in the periphery for a long time, and they, they, they're probably not the best athlete. They're probably not the first string athlete. But when, they're, when their number is called, they respond. And, and, I, and as I saw, there's been so many incredible things that I've seen in all sports mm-hmm. that I was like, I want to look into this a little bit more and see – how do people get prepared for the unexpected and the unknown? And I think as I started to do that, I started to realize that there was things that I was doing as an athlete and also as a professional in the work in the workplace that I was doing to get prepared for the unknown. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just and I, I I also saw a lot of people doing the wrong things. And when they had the moment, when they when they unexpectedly got called on, whether if it was in the boardroom or it was on the field or in the pool, they just failed. And mm. so I wanted to look into that. And so I share a lot of stories, my own personal stories, and a lot of other stories throughout all sports. But then I interject mental performance strategies mm-hmm. on how to get prepared for that, that unexpected moment. Well, that, that's so important because every one of us faces the unknown every day because we don't know what will happen tomorrow. We don't know what happens next five minutes. A plane can th- crash on our head or we might win the lottery. You never know. And <laughs> I, I agree, the, the mental performance is very important. And I like that you're getting prepared for the unknown. And many people just fear it. They're afraid of it. And then they, they freeze. They don't know what to do. And then they fail. And how do you get prepared for the unknown? You know, I think there's there's a lot of different ways to do it. I also, depending on the context of the situation, um, you know, when you know when you think about it, and I'll throw some extremes out. You know, when when you're in the middle of a, of a football game mm-hmm. and you're sitting there on the sidelines, you haven't played three quarters, and you have a chance to get into it towards the end of the game. You know, there's things that you, you get to do in the moment. You get to visualize. You get to breathe. Like, and that's the main thing. The main thing is to get into your breath. I don't care what the situation is. You've got to get into your breath. 
And when you have your breath, you have your mind. And when you have your mind, you have your body. Once you can do that really quick, then you're putting yourself in a position to make the best decision for yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, on the other side of it, a really extreme, like if you're in a outdoor concert or if you're in an event and somebody comes in with a gun and they start shooting, right? A lot of people, they react, they get tense, like you're talking about, they lose their breath and they, and they react. Yeah. For that moment, when you have one second, two seconds, you can get into your breath. And I have beautiful stories of chaotic situations like that where the breath saved that person and saved me. Mm-hmm. And, and essentially, when I'm teaching, working with people, to when, when they are faced with the unknown or the unexpected, what's happening internally and externally is a hurricane. I call it the mm-hmm. emotional hurricane. And so how do you... How do you conquer that emotional hurricane in the midst of the unknown? Mm. Well, what happens in the middle of a hurricane? The eye of the hurricane is calm. So the goal is in any situation, no matter what it is, we want to sit in that chaotic situation in the eye of the hurricane and control it. By controlling that, you start with breath. So usually there's a process which I call BVT. You breathe, you visualize, and you talk. Mm -hmm. Talk your way into the direction of where you want to go. Sometimes you may not have the time to do that whole process, but the main thing is like if you face any unknown, get into your breath, get into the air. That is very true, and it is really what generally is recommended when somebody has the adrenaline rush, the fear is coming in, or some strong emotion, like when we're facing the unknown, that causes strong emotions, whether it be fear or upset. To breathe, a few deep breaths really calm us down. And I, I like that you emphasize that we have to connect with the breath and be with the breath and relax, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And then we can make a good decision, hopefully, and at least a decision. Because my dear brother, when he first came from the military, he said to me, you know, to make no decision is a decision. And <laughs> I was... 16 or 17 then and it was new to me and I said hey you're right there (laughs) (laughs) and it's not a good decision most of the time right right and you know there's there's a mindset that I teach it's called the win mindset w-i-n and it's an acronym and it means uh what's important now Mm -hmm. and it's a great refocusing strategy because when you are faced with the unknown and you're faced with the unexpected and you're whatever you lose sight of your breath you lose you know your emotion whatever it is if you're out of focus how do we get back into focus and obviously we start always with our breath but if you can literally ask yourself in the moment what's mm-hmm. important right now right regardless what the result is but you can come to terms in that moment after you breathe to say this is what's important right now to me that's winning Right, and, it is. And, right, and it creates a, a good path and a good direction for you to move forward with your decision. So um, so it, the what's important now or the win mindset helps you make the best decision in that moment. And, and that's really so important that we make a decision. It's the best that we could come up with, and then we shouldn't regret it afterwards and say, oh, my God, we made a mistake and go back and forth because that just chain makes it worse exactly and i asked people you know i was i had a 
great lesson when I was about 19 years old. Uh, I was talking to my football coach um, at the junior college level, and I was a mess. I was like, my thoughts were all over the place. And it was the first time I was taking care of myself at high school. And, and he just said, Grant, you have to make a decision. And you have to trust it and then be with it. And if it doesn't work out, then you have to learn from it. And it mm-hmm. was so funny that, I mean, it seems pretty obvious and basic, but it took me years of my life to really get it. And so now I, 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 when I, when I make a decision, if I have good intention, if my, mm-hmm. if I set my intention, even if it doesn't go the way I want it, mm-hmm. I can actually go back and say I was intentional. Yeah. And so don't get caught up in the emotional side of failure or, or not, you know, because I didn't meet my expectation, get the feedback from it. And once I would learn that, like have intention, trust your thought process and then get the feedback, man, I, I feel like I can move a little bit more efficiently in my life and I create a little bit more space in my life as well. Yeah, and I love that idea that you're not afraid of failure, learn from it. And that is that is a good uh, tidbit that I would like the listeners to take from it. And before we close, I would like you to share uh, how they can get in contact with you if somebody is an athlete or needs better mental performance. How can he get with contact with you or she? Absolutely. You can, I can be reached at my website, which is gamefaceperformance.com. And if you want to follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, it's GFP Mindset. And also on Facebook, it is Gameface Performance. If you're interested to buy my book, you can buy it on Amazon, or you can actually buy my book on, on my website. And if you're interested to... Listen to my podcast, 90% Mental. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, and, and pretty much any mainstream platform out there. Wow, that sounds really interesting. And uh, again, I just want to repeat, the book is called The Next One-Up Mindset, Getting Prepared for the Unknown. So uh, that's definitely worth buying. Now, Grant, uh, we come to the end of this podcast, our radio show, and I thank you very much for being on the show. I wish you all the best. And of course, I'll share all the links on the podcast site. And uh, I'm looking forward to staying in touch and following your success. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks. And this brings me to the end of today's show. Please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments or suggestions. Or if you'd like to contact Grant, my email here is christine at communityradio.ca or you can contact me through my website, docchristine.com. And I'm always grateful for any feedback. And I want to also extend a special thank you for today's producer, Ryan Pulsifer. Thanks, Ryan. You might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run non-profit radio station. And we even have an art gallery. If you're local and you'd like to drop in, we are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.